Oh, wait, wait, hold the phone. Sorry, wait, wait. Welcome to G-Jack and so on. Today we're talking about Laudan. I have trouble with his first name, I will say. Dolar's essay, which is called... On Rumors, Gossip, and Related Matters. Which is from the book Objective Fictions, which came out last year or a couple years ago. Relying on a contemporary fuck. There's pop-ups on this website. Relying on a contemporary continental philosophy, psychoanalytic theory, and the Marxist tradition, this volume moves beyond the deadlock between nominalism and realism. It rethinks the relationship between objectivity and fiction through engaging with a series of objective fictions, including fetishes, semblances, lies, rumors, sophistry, fantasies, and conspiracy theories. What all these phenomena exhibit are paradoxical entanglements of subjectivity with objectivity and fiction with truth. That's just what I, that is one man's opinion. That's just what I think. Very well said, if I may say. Mm. Thank you. Did you work on that for long? It just took me a minute. Mm. So we want, we want to get some dolar in before we talk to him. He doesn't talk about old wives, notably. Yeah. Or tall he tales. Yeah. He doesn't say anything about the height of these tales. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, nor does he mention the spilling of tea. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, who doesn't mind a bit of gossip? It's always fun. <laughs> and yet we're starting with this essay. And hey, why not start with the beginning sentence of this very essay? And it goes a little something like this. Philosophy famously started with a divide by drawing a sharp opposition between what in Greek times was called doxa and episteme. Doxa is the regime of opinions. Opposed to episteme is the knowledge that has to be epistemologically grounded. Uh, mm. Not in some personal preferences or tautologies, but in the thing itself. So you've got, on one hand, you've got, you've got doxa, which is what, you know, your own little opinions about the world. The thing that we tend to privilege just mm-hmm. kind of spontaneously because it feels good to think what you think and to not really go further than that. And if it seems like a good enough reason to do it. It legitimizes its own belief versus knowledge that aims at truth, that the ambition that it has towards truth grounded in something that is called logos in Greek. Greek philosophy, you know, points towards episteme. I, it's interesting. I, doxa kind of stripped me up because when you think of like church doxa, like doctrine, you think of it as the opposite of opinion. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because doxa can be is kind of also the word for like organized belief. Yeah, organized yeah, belief. or like like society's accepted yeah. position on something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, contrary to the idea of doxa and episteme, um, what defines rumors is that rumors stand even lower in rank to opinions, um, because opinions at least people like subscribe to them. Mm-hmm. In contrast. What defines a rumor is that nobody quite subscribes to them. You know, you heard that. People say that. Rumor yeah. has it. Rumors don't have an author. They just kind of circulate anonymously, seemingly by themselves, impersonally. Yeah. Like to put it in the Robert Fowler mode, it would be rumors are without an owner. Right. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. An illusion without an owner. Mm. So there's no assignable origin is... of a rumor. Mm-hmm. They're impersonal, but they get yeah. carried in this kind of relay. But he says that. 
this doesn't mean that they don't have authority. Right. Quite the opposite. That mm-hmm. uh, because of this lack of origin, they, in some sense, carry all the more authority, but in a kind of slightly indirect way, maybe. Like he calls it an unfathomable authority. Mm-hmm. The Which shadowy is, you know, side. Mm-hmm. Um, the realm of laws, of the function of language, etc. But this is the kind of dark inverse of that. It, fun- it, it does have this objective character to it, seemingly from outside. There is no specific author, and yet it functions in that way of being kind of authoritative and outside. Yeah. When you pitched this a while ago, Michael, like the idea of a rumor didn't really seem that interesting before I thought about it. Mm-hmm. Dismiss it a little bit. But yeah, I mean, it's such a strange thing. You know, this knowing very well, but nevertheless aspect mm-hmm. of the rumor. Mm-hmm. There's something like alchemy about it, of like transubstantiation. Like, you don't subscribe no, to it, but there's no there. proof. There's no origin. There's no author. Yeah. Yeah. But it's kind of it mystically becomes this this force, this formidable impacting force that's like completely impossible to combat. Like there's no way, there's nothing you can say. It's like, no, I didn't stick a gerbil up my ass. Right. It's like, right. okay, well, you're already on the defense. Well, why are you saying that? that? Yeah. yeah. How do you, how does someone fight a rumor when every engagement with it dignifies it in some way? The way Dollar puts it is it's like you're helplessly framed by the rumor. So one is always mm-hmm. already in a defensive position. It's like everybody yeah. knows, but also everybody secretly believes that there must be something to it. It's as, it's this like, kind of specter that haunts the word, the rumor itself.